Hey dudes, this is Eric from the Jumpman Podcast. All right, last episode, uh, Chad and I decided we were going to give our alternate version of the G.I. Joe animated movie. I told uh, my 20-minute version about how I thought it should go. Chad gave his. Neither of us knew what the other one was going to say. Uh, we enjoyed listening to each other's versions. We heard back from people that they liked it, but one criticism they had was, dudes, can you pick a movie that everyone else in the world has seen, not just you guys? So, we have answered with the form of the first Michael Bay Transformers movie. Now, we have ripped on Michael Bay Transformers and Shia LaBeouf forever, but you know what? It ain't fair to just bitch about it. Don't talk about a problem unless you come to me with an answer, brother. Here it is. We always said we could do a better Michael Bay Transformers movie, so Chad and I are recording separate versions of how Michael Bay's first Transformers movie should have gone. Okay, here we go. First off, fuck Earth. We open on Cybertron. It's just how the original Transformers Generation 1 cartoon uh, started off. Show the fight for Energon. Decepticons terrorizing the planet. Autobots on the run from the Decepticons trying to get Energon. They're failing. Uh, things are bad. So Optimus Prime takes his best guys and puts them on a shuttle. Not all the dudes, but just you know a certain amount of them because I understand special effects being what they are. So Optimus Prime, Ironhide, Prowl, Jazz, Bumblebee, Ratchet, and Hound get on the shuttle. Prime's like, dudes, we need to go out into the universe and find some Energon. But of course, the Decepticons are spying on them with Laser Beak flying back to show Megatron. Megatron's like, oh, you know, I don't think so. Megatron forms a strike team to pursue and kill the Autobots, but also specifically capture the Autobot, Autobot Matrix of Leadership from Prime. Rumored to be a source of great power, and it's also a pretty uh, big figurehead. You come back with the optimi- with the uh, Autobot Matrix of Leadership, the rest of the Autobots are probably going to surrender. So, Megatron gets on his own shuttle with Starscream, Astro Train, Soundwave, and the Constructicons. So, Decepticon shuttle catches up with the Autobots. They jump on board, so now we got a brawl going, brother. Decepticon smashing into the Autobots. It's a big back-and-forth battle, but uh, Megatron realizes that the, the shuttle's off course and it's, it's going into Earth's atmosphere. He blasts the navigation system. The Decepticons jump into him to save an escape pod and land safely on Earth. The Autobots are like, oh, fuck, and crash straight into a mountain. So, the Autobots are kind of out of commission at the point. At this point. Decepticons are fine. They start terrorizing the world. They're like, what is these these flesh organics rule this world? Pa-ha-ha. They're, uh, they decide they're going to take over the world. So, here's a huge difference with the Michael Bay movies. Uh, the Earth fights back with armies all over the world fighting Decepticons. But guess what? Decepticons, their metal is super treated and can't be pierced by stupid gunfire or missiles. Hello? There are advanced beings from another planet. Okay? Nothing short of atomic weapons can hurt them. So, all the Earth's armies are like, pew, 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 pew. And the bullets are just bouncing off the Decepticons like, this is bullshit. You can't hurt us. So they absolutely are crushing armies. The world leaders gather at a summit trying to figure out what to do. And, of course, the Decepticons, who can assimilate Earth vehicles, disguise themselves. Sneak up on the Earth summit, wipe out everyone. The world is plunged into chaos. And we're gonna let it burn, burn, burn. Now, you see a graphic. Three years have passed. The world has basically been enslaved. 
Decepticons have turned uh, different areas into Energon harvesting stations. So we, we show a cut of an oil platform, the Hoover Dam, you know, some windmills, <laughs> etc. And the, they, uh, they're kind of letting the people govern themselves, but infrastructure has been destroyed. So people either work for the Decepticons uh, as slaves, or they struggle to live off the grid on their own. Now we open on Shia LaBeouf. That's right. He is in this movie, folks. Bear with me. Shia LaBeouf as Spike Witwicky with his super sexy and smart girlfriend, Carly, who was also in the series, MIT grad, and his dad, nicknamed Sparkplug. They're scavenging for supplies, anything they can use for to barter with others or just to get by. They come across the mountain and they see this weird cave. They go into the cave, they see the Autobot shuttle buried inside the mountain. They go inside the shuttle, they see the deactivated robots. Sparkplug's like, yo, we should sell these bodies to the military resistance. I got a contact. But Spike notices these robots have a different logo. Carly, the MIT grad that I mentioned, manages to turn the ship on. The sensors come on and a repair mode activates and fixes the Autobots. They wake up. Prime's like, what the fuck? Spike catches them up on what's happening. He's like, yo, the Decepticons came and they were like, we're going to kill you guys. And, we're, and I was like, no, 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 no. But they were like, yes, yes, yes. The Autobots vow to save the world. But Prowl also points out that they need the Energon the Decepticons are making right now. So he's like, hmm, conflict of interest? The Autobots now take on Earth vehicles, and they are officially robots in disguise. Nee, 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 nee. They spy on the Decepticon f- facilities and check it out. They're like, uh-huh. Decepticons now, of course, never found the Autobots because their shuttle crashed into a mountain, but assume they must have perished because it's been three years and they didn't show their faces. So they're getting kind of lazy right now. So Spike, Shia LaBeouf, convinces some of the Autobots, not Prime, to let's go out and attack the Decepticons, man. Time to take the planet back over. You guys need Energon. We can get it. So against Prime's orders, Ironhide, Prowl, Bumblebee, and Hound go off with Spike. Do-do-do. They attack Astro Train as he's transporting Energon on some convenient train tracks. <laughs> uh, Soundwave is also on board. Prowl and Bumblebee just starts beating on Soundwave, who retreats. You know, self-preservation is what it is. Ironhide and Hound are beating the shit out of Astrotrain. Ironhide rips off one of Astrotrain's arms and just kills him with it. Ah, ah, just bashes his face in. So they've got all this energy on now. They're feeling pretty good about this. And Spike, Shia LaBeouf, is pumped. They head back to the Ark. But Soundwave, who I said, uh, escaped the fight, decides... He, to send his little minion robots. He goes, Laserbeak, eject. Rumble, eject. Operation, reconnaissance. So Laserbeak and Rumble uh, secretly follow the Autobots back to the Ark. Laserbeak, like he does, transmits the footage back to Megatron, who welcomes the news, okay? He's been bored. He can't wait to fight. Plus, now he can finally get the Matrix of Leadership from Prime. He can use it back in Cybertron, get everyone else to, uh, to surrender. You know, all that good stuff. Meanwhile, Rumble, as he does, activates his pile driver arms and brings down the mountain on top of the Autobot shuttle. So the Autobot's like, oh, shit. And they come retreating out of the mountain straight into a fire zone because Megatron, Starscream, and Soundwave are all there. And there was a firefight. They're just mowing down the Autobots, right? Meanwhile, inside, Optimus Prime and Jazz are trying to rescue the humans. They're like, oh, shit, you know, we got to get them out of there. While the rest of the Autobots are fighting the Decepticons. Megatron, who in this movie is a tank, not a weird-ass jet. 
he's in tank mode, severely injures Hound, you know, shoots Hound, Hound's down, Megatron transforms and just finishes off Hound with his arm cannon. Kabam! Hound, you are dead, son. So, of course, now Optimus Prime and Jazz come out. They manage to save Sparkplug and Carly. They come out. They turn the tide of the fight. Megatron uh, is getting ready to leave, but he challenges Prime. He's like, yo, when you're ready, let's finish things. My headquarters in Washington, D.C. Convenient. So, Decepticons leave. Hound's dead. Prime goes back in the mountain for Spike, Shia LaBeouf, but finds his dead body. Oh, no. Shia LaBeouf is dead. Bam! We should end the movie right there, but we don't. So, LaBeouf is dead. This is a turning point. Sparkplug, his dad, is all, like, pissed and stuff and makes Prime promise, no, it's personal, man. You gotta get revenge for Shia LaBeouf and for Hound. Prime is, like, totally ready to fight. But he says, yo, humans, you want your planet back? You gotta fight, too. So... They still got that Energon they captured from Astrotrain. So now they got a chance. So now they got some energy. They're all kind of suck some Energon for a little bit and getting pumped. Sparkplug contacts his um, uh, his Earth Resistance um, person, the Earth Defense Command. And he reaches Captain Marissa Fairborn, who you may remember from Transformers Generation 1. You may also remember that this is the daughter of Lady J and Flint from G.I. Joe. And this was proved true. This is, uh, this is accurate. So, Flint and Lady J's daughter, Captain Marissa Fairborn, she comes out, sees the Autobots, understands now they're the good guys, and she's like, okay, we've been waiting for something like this. We're going to help you guys. You know, we got the Earth uh, Defense Command. You know, we're like, we're like the rebels, but, you know, I can get some dudes. So, Prime tells her, you guys got to make a distraction at a couple of the Energon plants in order to spread out the Decepticons. So, Marissa Fairborn says, you know what? I got my mom and dad, the retired military, and uh, we'll get more rebels to the different locations with some of the Autobots. Got it. Here comes the plan. And the third act. At the Hoover Dam, Bumblebee and Prowl join with Flint and Lady J, the old G.I. Joes, and some other troops to fight Soundwave, Laserbeak, and Rumble. Things are looking bad until the Joes blow up the Hoover Dam. Yo, Joe! The water, the crush of water, sweeps Soundwave away down the river. So he's out of the picture. Prowl kills Laserbeak by ripping off his wings, and Bumblebee and the Joes manage. Uh, Bumblebee fights Rumble underwater, just like in Generation One, and then eventually kills Rumble. Bam! Meanwhile, at an oil platform, you've got Sparkplug, Marissa Fairborn, Jazz, and Ratchet. They show up, set fire to the place, and Jazz and Ratchet jump down into the water and hide. Then the humans disguise themselves as workers and pretend like they're going to try and put out the fire. Starscream shows up. And he's like, what the fuck? And then the humans pounce. They're like, yo, we're in disguise. How's it feel, bitch? So they start shooting at him. The Autobots come out from underwater. And Jazz and Ratchet badly injure Starscream. He manages to transform into a jet and fly away, like, but like barely. So this is looking good. Meanwhile, Washington, D.C. Prime, Ironhide, and the rest of the troops go to D.C. Where Megatron has his headquarters. He went to the Lincoln Memorial, basically ripped Abraham Lincoln out of that giant chair, okay, and now he's sitting in it. You know, that's sweet. So Prime is like, yo, you're totally outnumbered. But Megatron laughs. The Constructicons show up. They've been waiting. Ha <laughs> ha. And they transform and combine into Devastator, which Prime didn't even know they could do at this point. So, uh-oh, shit. <laughs> so Prime and the human troops engage Devastator while Ironhide bum-rushes Megatron. So Devastator quickly crushes the humans and knocks down Prime. It's not looking good. But then Prime looks up and he sees Megatron blow away Ironhide. 
So Prime rallies like, fuck. And then all of a sudden you start hearing in the background, you got the touch. Dun, 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 dun. You got the power. Yeah. Prime smashes the Washington Monument and uses it as a spear and spears Devastator in the face. So Devastator can't quite see. He's like, oh, my optics. So he's forced to decouple back into the Constructicons and Prime just guns them all down while the song The Touch is still jamming. So now it's Prime versus Megatron. He's stalking them. The two of them ditch their weapons and fight while trading one-liners. You know, like, one shall stand, one shall fall. And Megatron's like, why throw away your life so recklessly, Prime? But Megatron starts getting the upper hand. Oh, shit. Bashing Optimus Prime. It's not looking good. Megatron finally grabs his arm cannon with one hand while lifting Prime in the air with the other. It's time to finish him. But Optimus Prime was actually playing Roboto Possum. He wanted to get close to Megatron. He opens up his chest to reveal the Autobot Matrix, but he summons his power and use it like he kind of uses it like Iron Man's Unibeam. Fires the beam, blows a hole straight through Megatron, baby. Wham! You're dead. So the Decepticons are defeated now or scattered. The Autobots, Autobots all regroup on DC. Ironhide is still clinging to life because he's my favorite and I refuse to kill him. And Ratchet says he can fix him. <laughs> Captain Fairborn thanks Optimus and says the Earth forces will start to reform the planet. Prime vows to work with them, protecting them while they rebuild their planet, but also while making Energon, but without the slave labor like the Decepticons did. Things are looking good. But of course, before we can cut to credits, we gotta have one final scene. Starscream and Soundwave, injured, are reconvening secretly. Soundwave has retrieved Megatron's body, but Megatron is still alive, barely. He's like, I still function. Starscream goes, wanna bet? And blasts his face off. Starscream's always wanted to do that. Then he tells Soundwave to put in a call to Cybertron. Call Shockwave. Tell him to send reinforcements. Oh, shit. So, Soundwave gets us pumped for the sequel by saying, Megatron Inferior, Shockwave Superior. Oh, shit. There's even a bigger bad guy coming for the sequel. Boom. Cut to credits. That, my friends, is how... The first Michael Bay Transformers movie should have gone. A little bit of human involvement, but they don't really make much of a difference. Shia LaBeouf gets killed, and it's all just a story about the giant fucking robots that can transform into vehicles, yo. And that's how it should have gone. Yeah! Tell me when you wouldn't have seen that movie and spent at least $10 plus popcorn. And that. Yo, I would have seen that. Hey everybody, it's Chad. Yep, we had to record separately again this week, so we're doing enough another What If episode. I listened to Eric's version, I enjoyed that. You know, um, it's true, it's time to put my money maker where my mouth is. Uh, I don't know if I can really do that, but anyway, so I wrote some fan fiction last night, and it's way better than any Hollywood movie could ever be, so I'm gonna be brief, because uh, as I've admitted many times on the show before, I did not watch the Michael Bay movies purposely because I watched the trailers and I wasn't feeling it. And then everybody came back from the movie theater and they were like, it sucked ass, don't see it. So I didn't see it. But this version I would have seen. All right. Movie opens up. 
on Cybertron, and there's a full-on fucking Decepticon Autobot war happening. There's laser blasts going back and forth. There's Transformers transforming into vehicles, kicking each other's heads off. I mean, there's like a huge battle, and we kind of get the origin story of the Transformers, like their powers and uh, the war, without really having to, like, uh, I don't know, do much of anything, like go to Earth and have it all explained over an entire movie. The origin story is in a battle in the first, let's say, 10 minutes. 10-minute battle, boom, right off the bat. All right, but the the energy of the planet has been drained and destroyed by this huge war that's been going on for a long time. So Mirage and Bumblebee are on a stealth mission to steal Energon from the Decepticon base, but it goes bad as they're discovered, and the Decepticons, who can fly, and the Autobots cannot... And we stress this. Uh, follow them back to Iacon, which is the Autobots' secret headquarters. The Decepticons have been looking for this for a long time. So Megatron rallies the troops. They all roll out, and all the major Decepticons roll onto Iacon, where they're knocking down the door, just like in Transformers, the animated movie. Uh, and so, so we get to see a lot of Transformers dying. Decepticons mainly not dying. Megatron killing a bunch of dudes, but they're not dudes that we really know. You know, there's no Ironhide dying in the first, uh, you know, in the first battle. You know, they're just like, oh, look, there's a cool-looking Autobot. Dead. You know, so no emotional attachment yet. This is also, my version of the movie, this is also an origin story for Optimus Prime. So he's not Optimus Prime yet. Nah, he's just the straight-up Orion Pax. And he's got his girlfriend on the side, Elita One. So... Inside Iacon, the, the Autobots' base, which is getting hammered by the Decepticons, um, the Autobot leader, current Autobot leader, is dying. And he gives his final orders to Orion Pax and Alita One. He tries to transfer over this, this device that's going to light their darkest hour, this crazy-looking MacGuffin of a device. But he and uh, fumbles it, but Orion Pax snatches it up before it hits the ground and everybody's looking at him like, oh my god, he's gonna be the one. Later, later in the movie, he's gonna be the one. Decepticons bust in and the Autobots have to flee. They all jump onto a giant spaceship and they rocket out of there. But the Decepticons all hop into a ship too and now we have ship-to-ship combat happening in deep space. That's right, so they're trying, Autobots are trying to get the F out of there, Decepticons are like, "Uh uh-uh, the Decepticons board the Autobots base, and they're slashing and slaying Autobots left and right, and you're like, oh my god, the Autobots can't take too many more losses like this, I mean, it's bad, and of course, Megatron is killing dudes, and Starscream is totally complaining, Um, and Soundwave is like unleashing his little minions, you know, all the Transformers that you liked, possibly as a kid they're there and they're whooping ass and if and if you know any of the autobots like if there are any named autobots they're kicking ass too and nobody's really dying that you're actually cared about because <laughs> that's important to me <laughs> so the whole let's see uh, orion pax is trying to activate the matrix leadership you know, a.k.a. the special crazy MacGuffin device, but it's not working, and Megatron busts in and sucker punches him and takes it away, and just then, the Autobot ship, which everybody was on, uh, explodes and crashes down onto a total random planet, the planet 
Earth. And there's a bunch of dinosaurs and volcanoes, and the dinosaurs all look up, and they're like, rawr, rawr, rawr. and the ship, like a huge meteorite, smashes into the Earth and kills all the dinosaurs, and it's embedded into the side of this volcano. Yeah, these are G1 uh, moments. <clears throat> so, I just had a drink of water. So, then we see... Uh, a quick flash to modern day where 250 million years pass. And there's all kinds of humans running around. Now, no dinosaurs, just humans. We can introduce, you know, those Hollywood actors. Fine, we're maybe like, you know, 30, 40 minutes into the movie already. So here come like the big names, the Shia LaBeoufs, the, uh, the so-and-so Jaegers. Doesn't matter, doesn't care. So people are protesting this evil corporation blowing up the volcano so they can mine it. I don't know. Maybe they're going to frack the volcano. Not sure. Um, and, uh, and they wind up doing it with the protesters still on the volcano to say, screw them. And there's this chain reaction that sets off some ancient machinery inside the ship. And all the Autobots and all the Decepticons who were in stasis because there's no energy stuck there in the, the ship, they all wake up and they're all like sluggish, kind of like, kind of walk around like zombies looking for energy. So they all start leaving the ship and the Decepticons uh, get their uh, energy from people. They s grab humans and they suck the life energy out of them. And start eating up humans. While the Autobots, who are, you know, much more peaceful... Uh, they get their energy directly from the sun. So the Autobots are solar-powered, and the Decepticons drain in the life energy out of people like giant robot vampires, and they're really scary-looking. So, after a while, the, uh, let's see, the evil corporation decides to hook up with the Decepticons. The evil corporation's name... Extensive Enterprises. Oh yeah. There's a bunch of evil humans that feel like they could really benefit from all the technology and the science and the knowledge of the Decepticons who are totally using them to uh, build all their uh, awesome devices. Let's see. The first thing that the Decepticons build using their humans' uh, technology and workforce a space bridge back to Cybertron. See, Megatron figures that Cybertron, he's been gone for 250 million years. They must have conquered the entire planet by now, right? It must be all Decepticons. So he's like, all right, we're going to exploit the crap out of this planet, which is, has these amazing resources. Uh, so we're going to build a space bridge, and immediately the Decepticon army is going to come flooding back. The Autobots realize this, and together with their human allies, who are secondary characters, I may add, um, they're going to mess up their plans, because uh, once that space bridge goes live, they are screwed, and the planet Earth is pretty much done for. So, they try to sneak in, but they're discovered... Uh, who did I write um, sneaking in? That doesn't even matter. But let's say Bumblebee <laughs> sneaks in. But he's discovered, and the Autobots have to uh, rush the space bridge, destroy it, and help out uh, Bumblebee. And let's say Chip. Let's say Bumblebee and Chip tried to sneak in, but they were discovered and locked up. Meanwhile, when they rush the base, they find out that it's a lot worse than they thought. And not only have the Decepticons... Uh, been using slave labor, like human slaves, to build their space bridge. They've also been 
chaining up people like cattle for the slaughter, and you see some Decepticons draining the life energy out of people. Maybe, I don't know, maybe even just like in the uh, He-Man, She-Ra Christmas special where they like put you in a cell and drain all the energy and turn you into like a life lifeless old man with like old men teeth and you don't have any strength anymore it's really messed up oh man so the decepticons robot vampires from space and i don't know maybe some of them are into like eating people too i don't know it's really bad it's like you're like you're like whoa it's a horror moment cool so the Autobots are there, they're whooping ass. The Decepticons are there, they're also whooping ass. Starscream on the side, setting it up with, uh, uh, let's say, uh, some of the dudes from uh, the, the evil corporation so we can kind of betray Megatron later. I'm actually going to read my notes now. <laughs> let's see. Uh, there's a huge battle, Devastator forms, and then the Autobots are like, we're basically fucked. Uh, Orion Pax finds Megatron trying to open up the Matrix to leadership, and they fight, but Megatron has upgraded himself using, like, I don't know, thousands of life energies from humans, and he beats the crap out of uh, Orion Pax. Finally, the space bridge gets turned on mid-battle, and who rushes out but a huge army of Autobots. That's right, you thought they were done for, but no... Over 250 million years, Alita-1 led the resistance and reconquered Cybertron in the name of the Autobots while Megatron and all the main Decepticons were gone. So this huge army of Autobots joins the battle. Megatron has to rethink things a little bit, giving Orion Pax time enough to steal the Matrix, unleash its powers, which doesn't blow anything up. It turns him into... Optimus Prime, and finally, he's huge enough and jacked enough to turn the tide. And the last, let's say, 30 minutes is just Optimus Prime and company whooping ass on the Decepticons. Like, mano y mano uh, versus Megatron fighting. And just when the Decepticons think that they might turn it around, uh, little little bombs go off, let's say, in Devastator, forcing him to separate. It was all a plot by Starscream to turn the tide in his favor. And the auto and the Decepticons retreat through the space bridge back to Cybertron just before the space bridge overheats and blows up. So, to recap, all the Autobots uh, who formed the Resistance are now on Earth with all the other Autobots and Optimus Prime, their new leader, while the Decepticons are now back on Cybertron, set it up for the big sequel. So, the humans on Earth, secondary characters, not really uh, like the star of the show. Uh, origin story, got that out of the way in the first battle without even needing to say much. And we can still team up with evil humans and good humans too. That's totally fine. But... The emphasis is just on Autobots battling, and the cuts are not very fast. There's enough action happening on screen, I just burped, where you can tell what is happening. Transformers. More than beats the eye. <laughs> so that's my version. I if somebody, if somebody came out of a movie theater and was like, oh my god, dude, it's just robots battling, and all your favorites kicking ass, and the humans are side characters, I would have gone to see that movie every single day for a year. Yeah. So, if, uh, uh, <laughs> if you liked uh, this version, if you like these What If series, 
let us know on Facebook. You can check us out every week. We are the Jumpman Podcast. We are a weekly video game slash comic slash movie slash whatever we want podcast. Uh, we're on RetroTV.com, Elder-Geek.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. I would highly recommend that. Um, or you can check us out over at our headquarters at JumpmanPodcast.com. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all you dudes at MAGFest this year. I'm running the uh, Games on Film Film Festival. It's the biggest film video game film festival in the world ever, and it's our third year, and our lineup is amazing. And you can check out that lineup, which includes over 30 hours of programming, uh, over at GamesOnFilm.com. But f- now I'm going to announce... I'm not going to run back to Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to announce the Wiener of our contest uh, a couple weeks ago we had a contest we wanted to, I have all this swag from New York Comic Con and I put it out there to the maniacs I said which one of you dudes is a super fan are you a super fan just let me know what kind of a huge super fan you are doesn't matter what of and uh, let us know and whoever is the greatest super fan of all you will win this swag. And the winner is Jazzytron. That's right, my friend. Jazzytron, whatever your real name is. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you, you're, you kind of sound like the son of an Autobot, actually. Like some robot-human relations. Anyway, Jazzytron, you are the winner. I saw that picture of um, your kid's computer room, and the walls looked really bare. And so uh, we actually have, I think, I want to say like 20, 30 posters in a huge poster tube that I got from New York City Comic Con. And I want you to plaster these all over your kid's wall or or, or wherever. Uh, But you really are a huge super fan. Thank you so much for everybody who uh, who (laughs) threw in for the contest. You are all winners, in my opinion. And Eric would say you're all winners because you listen to us. (laughs) Ha ha! Uh, anyway, uh, Jazzy, try to message me your address, etc., and we'll move on from there. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You can check us out next week, and hopefully Eric and I will be live, but you never know. If not, we'll just continue to do fun stuff like this and expect more surprises in the future. All right. See you all next week. Bye-bye. Jump man I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall.